Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to the Kids Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is... Saruman Cooper. You can't say the same thing again. Yes, I can, because it's a it's a three-parter, so it's going to be the same name every time. That's just lack of creativity. What anyway, would it be? What, what, what could I possibly have changed it to? I don't know, but it's not the exact same thing every single time we do it. Okay, fine. Sauron Cooper. Ooh. Worse. It's the same joke. Yeah. Except for, no, Saruman and Saruman are different people. Okay. Gosh. Cooper. Anyway, Solomon Cooper is here with his crappy names. <laughs> and today, our much-awaited follow-up discussion of Lord of the Rings with Lord of the Rings and, which is this one called? I don't want to say it. You say it. It came out at the same time as... And the two towers. Yeah, the two towers. Why did you not want to say that? I thought you didn't know it. No, it came out at the same time as. As what? What are you doing? I can't. I can't say it. You go. Why keep, do you keep? What are you doing? Keep talking. No, I want to know what you're what you're beating around the bush about. Nine eleven happened in the same year as this movie came out. Did it really? Yes. Are you positive? It's called the two towers. Yes, that's it not. It wasn't called the two towers because of nine eleven. Feels like it. (laughs) Certainly was not. Was it really the same year? That does not feel right. When did the first movie come out? Because 9-11 obviously happened in September, and this movie came out in December, which would only been like three or four months later. I feel like they would have changed the name. I mean, I guess it is the name of the book. But I also feel like I would have still been feeling residual sadness whenever the movie came out. What's the name? When did the movie come out? Do, you know, do I need to look up the name when the movie came out? You're the one who just, why did you just make that up? I didn't make it up. I just, I said it. I said it last time. I said it whenever we first were watching it. Or maybe it was the first movie. No, 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 it wasn't. All right, well, this is a long movie, and if we're going to be looking up, it came out in 2002, so you're wrong. Oh, the first movie came out. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm j- I have it pulled up right now. Two Towers came out in 2002. So anyway, we don't have time for you to look up argue facts with me. We're not playing Scrabble. I beat you at Scrabble, and he knows it. Who knows it? You know that I beat you at Scrabble. Okay, that has nothing to do with this movie whatsoever. Well. So as you know, we're doing a rewatch for me, a rewatch for Solomon, a first-time watch. I haven't seen these movies since uh, they came out at the theater uh, in anticipation of the new upcoming Amazon show. I wanted to watch the movie so I know who everybody was. And I figured it'd be a good time to get Solomon into them. For those of you who didn't listen to our last uh, episode about Lord of the Rings, which, by the way, this is kind of shocking, but that was uh, the one I have gotten the most feedback about. Good feedback. All of our podcasts. Positive feedback? Yes. People really liked that one. That's good. Yeah, they really liked it because, you know, usually if it's a new movie, either someone hasn't seen it yet or... They already have seen it, or maybe they've already talked to me about it or whatever. Yeah, because you just talked to everyone about... Maybe you should just stop talking to your friends and let them just listen to our podcast. <laughs> maybe I should. Um, but yeah, people really liked that. So, um, there, I loved Lord of the Rings movies whenever they came out in the theater. I absolutely, absolutely adored them. But then for some reason, I just never went back and watched them again. Yeah. So, I don't remember if I actually mentioned it last on the last podcast, but whenever... We went whenever we were rewatching Fellowship of the Ring. I realized that of all of them, that one I had seen multiple times because I watched it several times at the theater, and then I watched it a couple of times that year to get ready for the next movie. But after that, I went off to college and didn't just watch the next ones that, as they came out in the theater. So when we watched the Fellowship of the Ring, I was like, "Oh, I have seen this a bunch of times. I remember all of this." 
Two Towers, not so much. I have, I, I will have no idea what happens in Return of the King. All I've seen is the Hobbit movies, so all of this was fresh and new. And you haven't even seen all the Hobbit movies. You just saw one. You saw the middle one. That's really why. Because I went and saw the first one by myself. Because you don't love me. Uh, you were doing something. You were busy. I was young. You're a busy five year old. Uh, yeah. Is the one that, is the Hobbit movie that you saw the one where they're all the elves? Dude, all, don't all, even ask me. You, was it the one with the spiders? I have no recollection of them at all. Was there a dragon in it? Dad, how hard it for you is it to understand? I have no recollection at all. Do you remember any dwarves in a bucket floating down a river? In a bucket? Yeah, all these dwarves getting buckets. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Okay. The only thing I remember was Schmeagle. Is he in the... Oh, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in I only remember Schmeagol from everything. Well, um... Speaking of Smeagol, he uh, he does make his uh, big appearance in the Two his, Towers his, movie. His big debut. I mean, he appears at the very end of Fellowship of the Ring. And we see him get tortured. Yeah. Um, but this is his actual journey. We watch him. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love Smeagol. He's my new favorite character, besides like Samwise. He's so sketchy. I know, but he's, but whenever, he's like... He's so, you feel so bad for him. You have so much sympathy for him because he's crazy. That ring's getting all up to him. And um, he just, he wants to, he loves Frodo, but then he just starts going crazier and crazier. I think, I'm sure this analogy has been made before. So I'm just going to sound really unoriginal. But he's like having a crackhead as a friend. He kind of looks like a crackhead, first of all. (laughs) But he, he's like having a crack as a friend. You can't trust him. He always wants to get some more of that sweet, sweet crack. And you always he's always like, oh, I've changed. I'm different. Oh, I, you're my best friend. And I, he never, was, I never steal from you. He did change. And, and then, they, they steal all your stuff. They yep. try and eat your fingers off. Yeah, but he did change. He was different. And then he got betrayed by Frodo. He didn't really get betrayed. Frodo was helping him. Well, yeah, but he didn't understand what was happening. Yeah, it's like when you do an intervention on a crackhead. He led him to. They a, don't understand. They feel like you're being a tricksie. You let him. He led him to a trap. <laughs> Just they were gonna kill him. Yeah, but he led them still into a trap. He didn't know. He was trying to talk to him. He's like, "Yo, buddy, you need to stop doing this crack for your health." <laughs> stop! It's not crack. Uh, well, before we die, before we get into that, maybe we should not not for, like do we need to recap the the plot of this movie. But why don't you just give us a quick, because uh, I just love your your beautiful synopsis, synopses. Why don't you give us a quick synopsis where, where we go. In the first movie, we get, uh, we introduce all the characters. We, we put together the Fellowship of the Ring, right? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Looking at you. Why are you making a weird face? I'm not. And then we get a little bit on the, a little ways into the journey. And then in this movie, like, just give us a quick synopsis of what happens in this movie. So we have a general framework to work off of. my god i can't believe you're making me give a synopsis of this massive movie <laughs> there's like 40 different things that are happening and a, a synopsis bro it's a middle movie it's not that hard it's pretty basic actually okay in the last movie the frodo's gets separated from his fellowship of the ring yes everybody goes in different directions so did pippin and mary and G- gandalf dies gandalf dies boromir but gandalf had already died boromir Dies. Dies. So it's just Aragorn and Legolas. Gimli. And Gimli. And then they are trying to find the two hobbits, Pippin and Mary. Who got taken by a band of orcs. Yes. And Samwise and Frodo are going on an adventure to... On an adventure? <laughs> to destroy the ring. Yeah, they're going on a quest. Frodo's decided that it's not safe to have anybody around them, right? He thinks that they're all going to try and take the ring from him. Mm-hmm. Frodo's the only good boy. I mean, Samwise's the only good boy. Yeah. Well, he almost makes him drown to prove his love, but... Remember? Yes. So, if that's the synopsis? I think so. What else am I to say? And then this happens, and then the whole <laughs> war, seven wars happen. That's not really a synopsis of the movie. It's literally just where the movie starts, but okay. It's fine. I mean, people have seen this movie. I doubt that anybody's listening to this. That wasn't a synopsis. What was it then? That, 
You, I told them the plot. You told them what the what literally where the movie starts. Okay, fine. And then they go, and they have to go like, fight, then all these orcs are coming in with their wargs. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop it! I don't want you to tell the plot like every plot beat. Like like I said, it's a middle movie. So you give not, me the plot synopsis. It's then. a middle movie, so there's not really a huge synopsis. Give us your favorite, your world famous synopses. Oh, that are so much better than mine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not going to be that much different because this movie doesn't end much further than where it begins. Exactly, Dad. So you're saying I'm an idiot, goofball, <laughs> dummy, and you understand why. I never would say you're an idiot. You're a bozo. Stop calling me a bozo. You're, you're bozonic. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, this movie doesn't, doesn't go very far, right? Because it's a middle movie. So you basically have the journey of Frodo... Uh, getting a little bit closer to Mordor, to where he's going to destroy the ring. And then you have Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli essentially uh, rallying the, the troops. The troops of Rohan. And um, yeah, but there's not a, you know. What about Merry and Pippin? Merry and Pippin accidentally end up rallying a whole army of uh, tree peoples. Ents. Yeah. Which are the most fun and best things in all of the world, and this is my new favorite movie. <laughs> all right, so which which one of these plot threads do we start picking at first? Uh, and we're gonna do we're gonna try and do these in quick segments so this podcast doesn't last a million hours. We're I already feel like, like eleven minutes in. I feel like it would make the most sense to start with the like. I feel like Marion Pippin's kind of like a middle story. It's okay. kind of like a weird spot to start, you know. So I feel like Frodo and Samwise, maybe. Sure, this makes the most sense. That Frodo's like the main ring holder, so we can do a four minutes on them really quickly, and then we'll take a quick break, and then um, four minutes on them. We'll come back and we'll still do it because we have to talk about Smeagol because like it's a huge thing. Okay. So, um, yeah, when we start, Frodo and Sam uh, pretty quickly encounter Smeagol, right? Yes. Like almost immediately. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Do you not remember? <laughs> I don't know for sure. Fairly quickly, I thought they like did something first, but maybe they didn't. Well, they're in that boat, and they get out of that boat, and they're all walking, walking. <laughs> they already walked. Walking. That's the first movie they got out of the boat. Yes, we watched this movie in two parts. It's not the first movie. No, the second movie is whenever they're walking. Oh, something's sticking me. Sticking my back. What? That happened last time. Um, they're walking this movie too. They get out of the boat. Yeah, but they, they don't do get out of the boat. They, they had already gotten out of the boat in the first movie. Oh, and they started walking again? Then they already started walking in this movie. I actually can't remember. This is really embarrassing. We just watched this movie. I can't remember what happens at the beginning before they meet old Smeagol. So yeah, then they like eat food and then they find Smeagol. Oh yeah, and he's like, all they have is that bread that's like wrapped in banana leaves. And he's like, oh... We have this kind of bread and uh, oh, oh, some more bread. And he's like, oh, for elfish food, it's not that bad. And then Samwise shoves some more in his big fat face. <laughs> just, just joking. Don't suspect Samwise. Um, but yeah, let's get in. Let's just let's just get into uh, Smeagol. Let's forget about Sam and Frodo. Everybody talks about them too much. Get into Smeagol? Yeah, let's get right into him. <laughs> Stop it right now. <laughs> That was horrible. <laughs> You're the one who's making it sound all gross. You said, let's get right on into Smeagol. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, so this is one of the first, it's not the first, but it's one of the first fully CGI motion captured performances. I think the actual first was Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> what? You love Jar Jar Binks. I know you're over there laughing like you're like you hate him. I like Jar Jar Binks. I don't love him. Um, he but is a Sith Lord, though. This movie also made Andy Serkis' career. You know what I mean? His entire career is owed to Smeagol. And I would actually say that of all the actors in these movies, um, Andy Serkis is one of the, was one of the ones who went on to be, whose career was the most transformed, let's say. Not that everybody's career wasn't transformed. But, like, do you go around, do you see a lot of Orlando Bloom movies now? I wish. Yeah. Um... What about Aragorn? Where's he gone? Aragorn had a great career, but he already—he was already like had a you know he, he certainly Lord of the Rings made his career, 
but he already was a working actor. You know? mm. um, and he went on to have a, a very good career. But I'm saying Andy Serkis was like, n- nobody knew who that was. Yeah. And he has gone on to become like the master of doing these mocap performances. I love him um, now. He, he, he's, he's, uh, he's he, in Planet of the Apes. Yes. Yep. He plays Caesar. Um, but he was in a Marvel movie. As himself, not as himself. As himself. Yeah, he's a mocap, mocap uh, actor who broke bad. He's um, he's the bad guy in um, Black Panther, one of the bad guys. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the little white dude with the weird hand thing. Yeah, like a hand. And he had a beard. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Andy Serkis. He was on the team with that other dude. Yeah, we're not here to talk about Black Panther though. I'm just making sure. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so. When, I, when, when this movie started and Smeagol first came on screen, I immediately was like, oh, no, he's a huge character for the rest of these movies. And while it still looks great, the CGI is dated and the compositing is not as fluid as it would be now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And within like five minutes, I was so captivated by Andy Circus's performance that I didn't even notice anymore. The illusion was just gone. So I was curious for you, like, what did you think about it? Honestly, never even thought about it. I never even had that, oh, no. Like, I think the whole time I just thought that looked really good. Really? Yeah. Honestly, the whole time, never even thought about it. Like, sometimes I was just like, because you had said something about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can see what you mean, and then I just would be distracted again. Well, what did you think about, like, just the overall performance? Because I want you to keep in mind, like, no one, there had been no Smeagol before, right? People read it in a book. And he had to come up with that voice, that weird thing that he did, the weird way that he would like cough at the end of sentences, the way that he would change it. Yes, like, I, I'm sure there was some direction there. He didn't do all of that. As an actor, that was a choice. What do you think? Peter Jackson came on set and was like, kind of do like, and then I want you to be like, well, I'm sure he was like, do and then I want you to be like. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> Why? Whatever. Um, but yeah, I think he does an amazing job, especially because he's doing like a, like a lot of like work on screen by himself. He's acting with himself, mm-hmm. which I think takes a lot of talent. You know, he he's having to like create this like dichotomy of who he is, you know, and it just is really cool seeing like his evil and like nicer side, even though his nicer side is just kind of like really scared and wants to be nice, but still like can't fully do it. And him arguing with himself, and he does it a bunch on screen. I just think he really nails that performance all the way home. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we should talk about this a little bit more. So let's take a quick break uh, and hear from our sponsors. And then when we come back, we'll continue our discussion of Lord of the Rings and the Two Towers. And now, a word from our sponsors. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story. And just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes. Gonna tell you about frozen, frozen heroes. Gonna tell you about. 
Hey y'all, I'm April. Hi, I'm Caroline. And we have a new podcast for you. What's it called, Caroline? Uh, Bloody Happy Hour. It's going to be your new favorite guilty pleasure. We're going to talk about some bloody stuff. Serial killers. True crime. Rape. <laughs> Rapists. Why not join us? We'll have a good time. You literally never know. I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Bloody Happy Hour. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the Kids Days in the Podcast, an hour discussion of The Two Towers. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Yeah, you got to specify since you were talking about 9-11 earlier. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we were talking about Smeagol, Andy Serkis's performance, and you were saying that you thought that the way that he has to like argue with himself and play with himself. Yes, I'm sure the... They, the listeners probably didn't, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> the, the viewers probably didn't, or the listeners probably didn't forget that fast. I know, but I'm just saying. So, the, that part of the performance I thought was amazing, but also the physicality of that performance. I and mean, when you think of him playing Caesar, you know he's having to kind of be on all fours and you know be an ape. Mm-hmm. But this performance is just bananas. Like I honestly really cannot ex- like. There's a reason that everyone was like he should win an Academy Award. Did he? I don't think so. I, um, I was still a really weird place for the Academy, and I don't think actually still a mocapped actor has won the Academy Award. Really? It's very sad, but it's a weird place to be in because I think the Academy probably didn't even know how, like they didn't understand it, right? They couldn't know how much of it is actually him. When is it not him? Mm-hmm. The answer is it's never not him for the yeah. most part. So he's like, all the things about how many times Schmeagle's like on the ground, rolling around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and beating fish. Yeah. That part was kind of amazing. And he does so much. He just does. He has, and Schmeagle's such an interesting and unique character to learn to play. Yeah. Um, and it, honestly, it, it sounds like I feel like he would have had a lot of fun playing that role. I can't imagine. Though. As an actor, I imagine how much fun it would be to be <laughs> that person. Did you do you can you do a Smeagol impersonation? That's like everybody's thing back in like the early 2000s. Dude, I used to be everybody wanted everybody had their Smeagol impersonation. I used to be able to do one. I want to hear yours to see if I I don't have one. I want you to do one. Nope, I'm not doing it. I don't have one. And I need you to do one. That way I feel less embarrassed if I do mine. No, I don't have one. I literally don't. I never was able to do it. I can't make my voice that high. But you're going to make fun of me. I'm not going to make fun of you. I don't fully understand. I I, know I'm listening to him. Why did they say like my precious? I know, but I don't know that all the time. How high is his voice? I don't know. Just try and do it. Just try and do no, it. No, I don't want to do it. Oh, you're uh, not giving the fans what they want, man. Is it what they want? They want me to do my Schmeagol impression. I'm telling you, everybody who clicked play was like, I, one of them is going to do a Schmeagol. I'm really excited about it. Then you do your Schmeagol. I don't have one. I'm looking at you. You said you just now said you could do amazing. One. I used to back when I was young and, and hip oh and loved, loved, loved the Hobbit. Well, let's it's just, like, let's leave it at this with the... Uh, are you doing it? <laughs> nope, not anymore. You're talking over me. This, you're such a weirdo. I will say that moving forward, if they ever do, I'm sure they will, because it's Hollywood, um, remake Lord of the Rings. I do not envy the person who has to play Gollum next time. You don't envy them? No. That is just a performance that is going to be so hard to beat. That's true. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's wrap up what happens in this thing with Frodo. So we'll just take, like I said, we'll do this in three parts. Mm-hmm. So Frodo and Samwise. They actually have a fairly small, like arc in comparison to the other one. Oh yeah, definitely. Like very small. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a middle movie, but yeah. So what they, what they, 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 they follow old, uh, old Gollum. Cause he, tells he knows the way to he's gonna lead them to Mordor. They find this swamp of dead bodies. Yeah, they go through this weird swamp. Is it, what's it called? I always even call it the swamp of sadness, but it's never the an dead story. body swamp. It's not called dead body swamp, <laughs> but it is called something pretty on the nose. I think like swamp of death or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they go lifeless. They swamp. go traipsing around like whatever, whatever you think about Lord of the Rings. Whenever you, um, you know. Think about it. Whatever, whatever <laughs> you think. About, I just lost my entire vocabulary. 
Oh my goodness okay. gracious. I, I, I was trying to say, whenever you think about Lord of the Rings, <laughs> this is the perfect example of what you're probably imagining, which is just a lot of people walking through different landscapes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much what most of Samwise and Frodo are doing in this movie. But it's punctuated by, and another thing that I completely had forgotten about, is that uh, Gollum is really funny. Gollum is really funny. Like, I, I was, like, laughing out loud. Same. I'm, we were both there. I, well, the, everybody listening wasn't there. You're right. But I, I was also laughing out loud. Yeah. And so their journey is not as, as the benefits greatly um, from Gollum being there because not a lot, like you said, is really happening to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Which, we're going to something happens to them. They get captured. Yes. Yeah, they get captured by... Um, Boromir's brother. Uh, yes. What's his name? Faramir. Wow, really creative. Yes. Faramir and his band of merry men, looking very much like Robin Hood's, mm-hmm. capture them. And it they're pretty much their journey ends with uh, Faramir saying he's going to take them to Gondor... So that his dad can have the ring. His dad, mm-hmm. you know, had originally sent Boromir to get the ring for them. And then, uh, yeah, Faramir lets him go. Yeah, the very, they get the very ending this war battle. Yeah, yeah there's a, a fun battle with uh, some, what are they called? Nazgul? The Nazgul? The ring the, raider, raiders? Yeah, Nazgul's right, ring wraiths. Yeah, there's ring wraiths on these really badass looking creepy dragons. Dad, stop saying bad words on our podcast. I said badass. I didn't say bad words. You're grounded. Um, You're grounded right now. But those dragons were really cool. I thought they were really unique looking. They're real scary. I just think it was really funny that we kept making fun of it, that they just, everything kept upgrading halfway through. Oh, yeah, because they were on horses before. They were on horses, and then all of a sudden they got dragons. Yeah. And then... It really did remind me of, like, a strategy video game where, you know, you upgrade your base, and all of a sudden now you can have infantrymen with, uh, you know... Guns. Army tanks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's see what they're writing in the next movie. I don't even know what the upgrade would be. They're in the exact, I'm not kidding you, it's the exact same fighter jet from Top Gun. Really? Yeah. They all have fighter jets. <laughs> yes, they're not school. They're all, <laughs> they're all in F-16s. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the end of uh, Frodo's uh, journey, um, but like you said, he does. They, they, he does accidentally. He's trying to save. Um, he's trying to save Gollum's life because he went swimming in some sacred pond or something. I didn't really understand. That. Yeah, and then he started murdering, beating fish against rocks. Yeah, so he saves his life, but in exchange, he has to help him get help them capture him, and so he feels like he's betrayed. So now. Now he's mad at now them. Now he's mad at them again. And he's, now they're betraying. He's betrayed them. He's yeah. betrayed him now. Yeah, he's going to betray him. So uh, where this ends, and I'm really excited about this part in the, ne- the next movie. It's the only part that I remember is he he's leading them, um, and they don't say who, who it is at the end of this movie, but they're like, oh, she'll kill him for us, blah, 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 blah. Well, we know who it is. And yeah, but can you imagine? So I was leaving that movie theater, and I was like, thinking, oh, it's just going to be some like witch or some hag or whatever. And my dad's like, oh, it's Shelob. My dad's read those books a million times. I was like, I don't know anything about Shelob. I don't know who that is. And he's like, it's like this big monster thing or whatever. And maybe he told me it was a big spider. But it's a horrifying, awful, like one of the scariest spiders I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. It scared the crap out of me at the movie theater. So we know that that's where he's leading them, right? Mm-hmm. He's leading them to the lair of a big evil spider. Yes. Um. So that is the end of Frodo's story. Whose story do you want to dive into next? And you go ahead and start this one. Um. Well, I should just do the easiest one. I'd rather do Mary and Pippin, even though I feel like I should do theirs last. Yeah, let's do Mary's, Mary's and Pippin's. So Mary and Pippin get captured by these orcs. And um, Legolas and whatever are trying to find them. But because yeah, they're like leaving stuff. How do they get to this point, though? <laughs> Because um, um, Butcher and his roving group of men attacks all the orcs. And then they're free? Oh, yeah. Butcher, by the way, is... Um, is from the boys. Yeah, it's... Uh, um, is it actually Butcher? Did you see it in the cast list? It is. Yes, it is. 
but what's his name? It's annoying me that I can't think of it. Carl, Carl Urban. Yeah, yeah, I know Carl Urban. Yeah, he plays. We go way back. Eomir. Eomir, I think is his name. These names suck. <laughs> Why? Boromir, Faromir, Euromir. Well, that's. Dealmir, Pilmir. I, I can make up these names. Gilmir, Pilmir, Wilmir, <laughs> Tilmir. That's really rude. Ulomir. Remember when we watched the Northmen? Ulomir. All of their names were like that, too. They're like, I'm Jormen Horkenstmer. And then the next guy's like, oh, I'm Horken Snorman Snore. Okay. They all had, were the same. Yeah, so anyway, so Carl so Urban's. They get out. They they get, they start running, 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 running free. And then they go into the forest. And then they meet an ant mm-hmm. named Treebeard, which is hilarious. What's an ant? Some people might not know what an ant is. Is that a type of I insect? just not told them his name is Treebeard, so I think they should be able to figure it out. Is that like an ant with a beard? Oh my gosh. Is that an ant that lives in a tree who has a beard? No, it's a big giant. Is it Santa Claus okay, of the insect world? For people, stop it. <laughs> it's like a big giant like tree, a live tree. Like imagine Groot, but bigger and way cooler and awesomer. Oh, it's interesting. You're a zoomer over here saying that the ants written way back in the day are cooler than, than Groot. I love ants. ants. I've always loved ants. What else have you seen Ints in? I don't know, but I just know that I love them. Well, I can tell you that whenever I saw this movie at the theater, uh, way back in the days, I also immediately knew that I loved Ints. They're awesome, and they're massive, and they're, they look really good because you said they're puppets, right? Yeah. Well, some combination of puppetry and CGI. Well, this one's a puppet. This, yeah. The main one's a giant puppet, and it's awesome. So... This ant doesn't believe, says that they're orcs. Yeah. And doesn't believe that they're what they are. Little halflings. Hobbits. Same thing. Okay. Basically. Um, and so then they meet someone crazy. You ready? Are you all ready, everyone? Are you ready, Dad? Yeah. Who? Who Gandalf the White. That's right. I actually totally forgot about that. So I actually did not remember Gandalf being in the movie this early. I thought it was a while before he comes back. Mm-hmm. Like I, I only remember him coming back at the end. The horse. With the horse. And then I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, well, why would you think that? Because he says, I'm going to be back at sunrise on the fourth day. How would, he, day. how would he say that if he didn't come in until the end? I don't know. I didn't remember it. That's the whole point. <laughs> I didn't remember that. <laughs> So I didn't remember that he says that. Okay. That was my impersonation of Reed, by the way. That's so rude. Does that sound like Reed? No, not at all. <laughs> um Yeah, so they made, they run into Gandalf right in the middle of the in the middle of the woods. And we actually don't the Mary and Pippin, we don't see Mary and Pippin meet him. We just see some white guy and we think it's Sauron. Saruman. But Legolas and them meet actually meet Gandalf. Yeah, the movie does a nice fun little tricking job of Purposely making you think it's going to be Saruman. But no, it's a live, secret, reincarnated Gandalf. I thought there was one weird thing about that. So he talks all about how he f- did all this weird fighting thing. And it was really un- hard to understand, but whatever. What do you mean? He fought? But like he like falls through the earth. What? He falls down a thing, then he falls through water, then he falls through the sky, and then he lands on a tower and then fights the Balrog. He fell through the water into the sky? How did he end up on a tower? They were He was fighting all the way up to the top. No, he was fighting down. He was falling down. That was them falling. You thought they were flying? Yeah, but then they stopped at the tower. So is that... What are you, what are you talking about? Okay, so they fell into the water, right? And they fell through the water. Mm, no. And through, he says, through water and sky. Really? That's what he said. I don't remember that at all. I didn't realize. When did they start? When did you see them fly out of the water like Superman and start <laughs> flying through the air? I didn't say that. I thought he, I thought they were. They fell into the water and then they were like, and then they were fighting. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. I thought they were like fighting in the lake and then they got out and then started fighting up top. No. Nope. Weird. Yeah. So that part was weird. But the other thing that's kind of weird to me is that Gandalf is like, they they call him Gandalf, right? And he's like. Oh, yes, that's what they used to call me. Gandalf the Grey. And it's like he doesn't even remember who he is, and that's never, ever addressed in the whole rest of the movie. It's like he just all of a sudden got all of his memories back, but they don't address that really either. 
Maybe it's just like maybe he just forgot his name, and that's like an important part that's of the who he is. That is so weird. Have you ever met somebody who had amnesia and the only thing they forgot was their name? No, it's not about amnesia. Sometimes people forget their names, like ghosts. They forget their names, and then they need their names to know who they are. But that's in one thing. <laughs> exactly. But th- either way, he doesn't know who he is. He does now. He's Gandalf the White. Okay. And then he whatever. My point is, that I just thought that was kind of a weird thing to even allude. Why did they even allude to the fact that he didn't know who he was? If they're not going to address it, I don't know. <laughs> don't smack into the microphone. It's really gross. I didn't mean to. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. But yeah, so their stories, their stories, pretty straightforward as well. Can I go back to telling it? Yeah, fine. Go ahead. So I didn't want us to do a, just a full plot recap here. So yeah, that's what you're doing. Marion Pippin, they're on their awesome, awesome, awesome ant puppet, and they're like. They're like, oh, we've just decided you're not, you're not an orc, and we're gonna send you home because you can't be here. And one of the one of the little halfy boys are so mad and upset about it. And then this, this, I'm just trying to get through all of this. I know it's like really annoying to me that you're just literally just recapping every. But I'm just trying to get to the part that I like. Just skip to that part then. Okay, so after all of this happens, they go, and Treebeard sees a dead, burnt forest. Up and now we have to take a break. You took so long. You took a whole entire segment to to get through their plot, blabbering. Anyway, we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house. Uh, do you mean, could it be? The, the Poltergeist. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. Welcome back to the Kids Days in the Podcast and our discussion of Lord of the Rings and the Two Towers. So Solomon took so long telling the story of what was happening with Merry and Pippin in this movie by telling us every single tiny little time they took a crap or had to take a leak. So I'm going to finish until the end. Uh, so no, you're the big not. Ant guy. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. You didn't even mention that they had a, this the coolest thing, which is they had a council of ants. Like, it was literally while we were watching the movie, you're like, why is there only one int? And, like, right when you said that, uh, there's, like, a whole council of ints. There was. There was, like, ten ints, and they were all like, we've decided that you are half hobbits. Yeah, okay, God. Come on, let's move this forward. So, yeah, they see the burnt forest, and he's like, oh, my goodness gracious. 
I knew these trees since they were baby acorns. They had thoughts you and didn't feelings. Hear that line. I had to tell you that line. They had thoughts and feelings and critters that I spoke to. Yeah. And then they were like, we're going to go murder this town. Yeah, he's like, a wizard should know better. So, yeah, then this is the best part of the whole movie, best part of any movie, best cinematical thing that's ever happened. And most exciting line ever uttered is, the Ents are going to war. I can't even talk about Treebeard. So slow talking. And it's like, after that, he's like, the Ents will, they will, we will win or meet our doom. Yeah, because they're the last of the Ents. They're the, last, left. the last of the Ents. Yeah, it was awesome. And then they start charging in to Saruman's tower. What is it called? I always want to call it like something wrong. It's, it begins with an I. Eirthermer. I didn't know how to name it. Yes, you did. Isendale. Isengard. Isengard. That sounds right. Yeah, Isengard. Is that not where? Isgard. Isengard is thought was where the volcano was. That's Mordor. That's Mordor? Yes. How do you not know that? Everybody knows that. I don't know that. I thought the whole thing was Mordor. I thought Mordor and Middle Earth were synonymous. No. I'm pretty sure it's Isengard. Okay. Well, maybe it's Isengard. I'm pretty but sure yeah, it's, it's, so, it's, an so e. it's, it's Sauron's Towers there. And all of his orcs and his factories and, all his and factories and everything and forges and everything. And these ants are going ham. And I was, I, I was watching these ants get hurt. Like each one made me want to start bawling, but they're like breaking down towers, stomping on people. Mary and Pippin are just chucking rocks like little goobers <laughs> and everyone just like they're, these ants are strong too. They're like lifting up boulders and chucking them at, the big tower to knock it down and then they they figure out the weak point yeah they break the dam they break the dam and then and because they're big old trees they just put some roots in and they're fine yeah they're all fine all and all the orcs die basically and they win that battle but also i just want to say something one of the trees got caught on fire and i almost started just crying and because they knocked a dam out, he, he like started running and then put his little head into the fire, into the water and put yeah, his fire out. I thought that was a really delightful detail. It was really cute. I loved it. So I remember watching this for the for the first time and I was just mind blown by it, right? Never had seen anything at this scale. Never had seen talking, big talking, walking tree people before. Um, and I just was like on the edge of my seat. I think every hair on my body was like standing up. I was so freaked out. So I'm curious, how do you feel like, I mean, obviously you seem to get a good time, but how do you feel like that scene held up as far as we are talking about 20 year old special effects here? Bro, 20 out of 10, man. <laughs> they looked great. They, I mean, like obviously Groot is like, you can't compare to that, but this is so different. This felt so much more real and like it, Groot feels so much more like a sleek and clean space end. Yeah. This was like real tree people yeah. that you 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 would see in the real world. Like you walk outside, you <laughs> see ants. Like that's what this was, and I loved every second of them on screen. And every time I like they would cut to that, I was so excited. Yeah, and I don't think that they're in the movie very. I don't think they're in the next movie at all. Sadly, are you serious? I think it's an ant-free enterprise. We need more ant movies i could be wrong they could be in it a lot i don't remember i don't remember anything about the next movie at all except for she loved i don't feel like it would make sense for the ants to be in it much more well i mean they still that whole army of trees what are they going? oh my gosh they're gonna go all raid the sarah's tower i don't think that i would send a tree into a volcano fight i would (laughs) (laughs) you didn't want them to die i don't but i want them to do cool things well they have to be still in the movie a little bit because they must at least be at the beginning right because mary and pippin are still with them yeah all right, so I thought that was all amazing. Let's go ahead because we're we're running out of time. We now have like the kind of bulk of the plot of this movie, which is what's going on with um, Legolas, Legolas, Gimli, and um, Aragorn. And Aragorn. Aragorn. Um, so this this part of the plot is actually the most complicated, and like I said, I don't want to do beat by beat. So what you have is you got you're introduced to um, the uh, to Rohan, which is like this. Uh, one one of the empires of men, mm-hmm. and the king of uh, this. By the way, was so confusing to me at the theater. I don't. I, I must have been a moron. I think you were bosonic back then. <laughs> you can't steal my words. Yes, I can. Uh, I 
but you also were you also have so much more fantasy stuff in your life in general. Oh, so you're just saying I'm smarter than you because I've seen more stuff. I'm than just you. saying that. I'm telling you, man. Back in 2000, we were not getting a lot of fantasy stuff, and, and but you couldn't even comprehend the most simple thing in all the world. There was so everybody's names were so weird. Dad, we are like circling around this thing. What was so confusing to you I back in the day? I didn't understand what was going on with old man Jenkins on his throne, the, the king. Yeah, I didn't understand what's happening. I also didn't understand how magic worked in this very well. So it works however they want it to work. I under, I know that now, but I was trying to figure it out. But yeah, so the king of Rohan has basically been has a spell put on him by Saruman, right? Yep. And he looks really old and he's like decrepit and there's this disgusting pervert guy whispering in his ear who has dirty teeth. Mm-mm, we do not like him. His name is like Squirmoril Worm Tongue. <laughs> Squirmoril Wormtongue. His name is something like that. Look, I have him pulled up. I'm pretty sure Wormtongue is correct. It's, it's, what is it? What do you think his first name is then? Not Squirmoril. It is Grimma. Not the same at all. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's like a gross, nasty little man. He's like, being like, oh, you must say that's a bad guy. You don't want them talking to you. And then the king was so dazed and possessed. He was just like, oh, don't leave my kingdom. Yeah, and then. He has a, I think it's a niece or a daughter. Uh, it's Eowyn, and played by Miranda Otto. And she, by the way, is absolutely fantastic in this movie. She's a and she's goddess. very, very beautiful woman. And that gross worm tongue guy, worm tail guy, or whatever, he's all trying to hit on her with his unbrushed teeth and his gross puffy face. And it's real, give real creepy vibes. Disgusting. We hate him. Um, we but, hate him. But anyway. All the people come. They're all, you know, what's his name? Gandalf. What's his name? <laughs> Whatever. Wizard boy. He, like, w- w- unpossesses him. He does a full-on exorcism. And they get that guy back. I don't. What is his name? You have the cast list. Yeah, I know, but I'm not going to recognize that actor. And I don't know the guy's name. That's what I was going off of. So he's... The king. He's the king of Rohan. Is that really his name? I think it's Theoden. I think it's Theoden. So he's the king of Rohan, and um, he's all back to normal, and he's a great, he's an excellent character. Yeah. Beautiful leadership, and you you really feel king vibes from this man. Yeah, so they find out that they're, like, going to get attacked. So this is the big, this is leading up to the big culmination, which was the, it, it was the event of the movie season, was they they pull all of their people back to Helm's Deep. So all the people of Rohan, they pull him back to Helm's Deep, which is this fortress that's built into the side of a mountain that's never been penetrated before, right? It has like two layers of walls that you have to scale. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they all are looking at it as like their Alamo. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like their Alamo. Yeah. There's 300 against of them against what, 20,000? 10,000. 10,000 of like the most elite orc troops. They called them something like the... Al Jazeera's. And um, they have the most strongest armor ever created and 10,000 of them versus 300. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, so everyone thinks they're going to die. Uh, Aragorn and the king are having to, like, go around. Being like, it's going to be okay. We yeah. fight for our people. We're yeah. going to win. Legolas tries to wuss out. He's all like, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Yep, spreading propaganda. Yeah, and he doesn't want to die. He's all the twink parties he wants to still go to. Bro. What? Just saying. But then, right before the battle starts, who comes to save them? Oh, yeah, I forgot forgot about that. Yeah. Elves. That was really cool. All of the uh, Elrond sent all these elven, whole battalion of elven archers. Yep. I love elven archers. Yep, they were. So not elvish archers? Elvish, maybe. So here's the thing. Um, we all know because there's a whole battle, and we'll, we can talk about that in a second. But they're all like, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die the whole time. And Aragorn's just letting them say that. Did everybody forget that old Gandalf said, hey, look for me on at sunrise on the fifth day. You know, I will be back with... These, with these folks. 
The they, fifth they, day? Did they all forget about it? Did they all forget that he said that? Because everybody acted like he never said it. They all acted so stunned until literally Aragorn like hears the flashback of him saying it to him. But they don't even mention it. They don't ever say like, all we have to do is hold out until Gandalf gets back. He's going to be here at sunrise. I'm sure they were <clears throat> forgot about it. Or what? maybe they thought they were going to die before then. That's just so weird that they didn't ever mention it. It is kind of weird. I didn't think about that ever. Uh, like it was like I felt like it was like the movie wanted us to forget, so we would all think it was all hopeless too. Uh, yeah, I, I did think it was hopeless. Yeah. I had no idea what they were gonna do. I thought they were just gonna like do some magic. It was bombs. really amazing though. Whenever the elves showed up, because that that king had just been like, "Who's gonna come help us? The elves, the dwarves." Gondor hasn't helped us in years. Yeah. 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 Gondor seems like it sucks. Gondor blows. Maybe Aragorn should have stayed there and been the king instead of turning all stridery and just becoming so hot and <laughs> sexy. Uh, but yeah, what did you think about this battle? This is this battle. Like I said, it was the thing. People were parodying it in commercials. People were like, it was everywhere. Parodying it. It wasn't. It, the Battle of Helm's Deep wasn't in the zeitgeist in 2002. The Battle of Helm's Deep was the zeitgeist. Like, that was the biggest moment for a long time. So what did you think about that? Like, again, these are 20-year-old special effects. Like, did the did you think it was a cool battle? Did you think the set, Dad, the props? this movie was so good. So here's what I'm going to say. Immaculate. <laughs> Everything about this battle was astonishing, okay? Like, it was the whole, the double wall penetrating, all this, like, all these cool, like, like Double I, wall penetrating is tight. I said to say that. Okay. Um, so, like, all of this stuff, all these, like, strategies of them, like, the archers being on top, and then there's, like, a bunch of, like, a whole back layer of archers shooting from, like, shooting, like, lobs of, from below. Lobs? <laughs> lobs of arrows from below. A volley. A volley of arrows. <laughs> a volley of arrows from below. And, um, like... I think all of that was just really cool and it was really fun to watch. Um, like Gimli fighting people. Gimli was also really funny. Um, he was too short to look over the wall. He's definitely jump up and down like a little shorty boy. Um, and what did you think about the part where they, they repeated a joke um, from the first movie where Gimli has to ask them to toss him? Oh yeah. He before asked he said, going to before toss he him. said you never toss a dwarf. Mm-hmm. And then he asked him to because he couldn't make it across. Yeah, that was pretty good, pretty funny, and awesome. Like, there was just so many cool things in that battle. There was the ladders coming up, and then there's, like, the grappling hook ballistas. And then they got even bigger ladders and bigger ballistas, and all kinds of cool things were going on. And you really do. You're like, oh, dude, they're doing really good. But then it's like you're just starting to feel less and less hope. The bank breaking over the gate. What you do? <laughs> you're breaking open the gates, and then they're like bombing the the, the walls, and then you just have you're hopeless until you see the glimmering, shining light of Gandalf. Well, that's a perfect place for us to take our final break. When we come back, it'll be our wrap up of the Battle of Helm's Deep, as well as our overall thoughts on the movie, and then you can go about your day. Them or us? They can. We, we can also go about our day. No, this is our day. Yeah, we actually just live in here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll be right back. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. So check us out on RogueMediaNetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. 
Welcome back to the Kids Days in the th- in the podcast and our final closing thoughts on Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings and the Two Towers. Um, <laughs> that was not good. That was the worst. <laughs> but I want to I want us to leave it in so people can see how incompetent you are. Okay. So yeah, we were just at the end of the, we were just talking about the Battle of Helm's Deep, and I want to before we get to Gandalf showing up, I do want to say that I forgot how much whenever I was how old was it? 2002? 19? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? 18? Slides down the th- the the stairs. stairs, shooting arrows, and then he kicks the shield into that orc's chest. I, another thing that I love about this, it's not Game of Thrones level, but I love it because it's orcs. This movie is violent. They're just chopping them orcs' heads off. I mean, this is a fantasy PG thirteen fantasy movie. Yeah, and it goes crazy. Yeah, they're stabbing people in the face. They're cutting people's stabbing people in the eyes. And those arrow stabs are always in the face. Um, I really hope that the king's name is Feoden because that's what I'm going to be calling him. I'm pretty sure that's what his name is. Let me look does at sound, him. Does it sound right? Just in case. Well, it, it's. Oh, I no. I clicked on John Rice Davies. Oh, he also played Treebeard. Gimli did. Gimli played Treebeard? Yeah. That's oh, amazing. Yeah, that guy right there. I'm pretty sure it's, that's him. Oh, he looks really old. <laughs> but I think I can see. Dude, how is Christopher Lee alive? I do not know. He just, he does not look like he's still alive. We love you, Christopher Lee, but uh, I'm glad you're holding in there. um, You didn't like Christopher Lee in the last thing. You said that Count Dooku was better. I still, Theo Dredd. Wait, no. Is that him? No, who'd you say? Theoden? Yeah. Theo Dredd is that it? Look. That doesn't look like him. That's long hair. That's the elf guy, doofus. Well, why are their names so similar? Did we, have we not already established this? Yeah, but if he's an elf and this is a man, Theo Din and Theo Dread doesn't make it. You took the stupid phone. That, maybe is, that is him. I think that is him. All right. Well, if we're wrong, we can just be wrong. Yeah, we'll just be wrong. But either way, uh, he was great in the final moments. And then the and then uh, uh, Aragorn's like, oh, let's do a ride out. We're going to ride out to battle. Mm-hmm. And then he gives like a little speech and he says something I can't remember what it is that it was really good. It's not really a speech. It's like a saying or something. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Not really. He's, he says, I'm not going to be able to say it at all, but he says something like, he's like, where bricks will fall and men will blah, the dust of blah, blah, blah will blah. He says some little speechy thing. Were that's, you not paying attention? That's awesome. <laughs> Are you not? That's really cool. I didn't even say it. So you weren't paying attention to I that thought part? I thought it sounded really cool what you said. Oh, my God. The one bricks will fall and men will <laughs> die. I can't remember what he said, but he says something, and they ride their horses, and they go charging right out the doors. Really awesome. And then, like you said. Seeing Gandalf the White yeah. in the distance with his thousands of men. Now, so I will say that I thought they did a great job with this, but I was listening to a podcast the other day that talks about military strategy, and this, this professor also using the lens of his knowledge of ancient military strategy and analyzes like strategy and fantasy things like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about Helm's Deep. And one of the complaints that he had, not complaints, but one of the things that he said that was dumb that the uh, orcs did, first of all, they very clearly weren't prepared for a long-term siege like they should have been. Really, 300 against 10,000 should have been pretty doable for a keep like that. You know what I mean? Like 300 yeah. is pretty easy. Should have been pretty doable. You know what I mean? They're really, those orcs really got, were able to get them ladders up really fast and they had a bomb. They were kind of cheating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then they upgraded their ladders and they had <laughs> three times. <laughs> yeah, they had ladders that could hold an entire squadron of orcs. But in real life, they probably could have defeated them because they're, they didn't, they weren't encamped. They didn't have tents. They didn't have anything for a siege. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing that he was talking about was that they should never have been able to get ambushed. They were, it, I, I said complaining about, he wasn't complaining about it. He was just saying their strategy was dumb. 
the orcs. Yeah, because think about it. That guy was carrying what? How many men from? How many men was old? Uh, Carl, Carl Urban carrying having Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Gandalf. Yeah, he was with Carl Urban. Okay, and I, this band of roving. You men. said twenty thousand, which is definitely wrong. Yeah, it's not. I can't remember how many it was. Maybe two thousand. But either way, imagine you'd be able to see those people coming. They're not sneaking. They're not camouflaged. Camouflage. It's a big horde of horses. So his point was that orcs should always, you should always, always have a scouting party to your rear that's watching to make sure no one's going to sneak up behind you. But the orcs are stupid. K- kind of. I think that's his point. Was right. Their strategy was if they would have just done that, then they would have known that somebody was coming because you would have been seeing them. It's the it's people are riding on horses. It's on a rock. It was on a hill. It was on a mountain. That's what I was, I was going to say that I think the movie actually does visually a thing to make you not have to worry about why the orcs are so stupid because it's on a really steep mountain, right? So mm-hmm. it makes sense why they wouldn't have seen them coming. Yeah. Um, but they should have had some scouts up there. Sure. To make sure. But then, you know, whatever, we wouldn't have had it, had the awesome scene. So yeah, they come in and all, and then Gandalf blinds them with his blinding staff. Oh, I thought that was just the sun. No, bro, it's Gandalf's one magical trick that he has. He's always blinding people with his <laughs> big blinding staff. What a cool, what a cool <laughs> trick. Um, but yeah, and that's pretty much the, that's pretty much the movie. Now we have Rohan sided with the elves. The old oh, the poor elf guy got killed though. Oh yeah. I think that the, I think this is him, and he's the one who had that weird name. Theodred. Yeah. Theodred. Yeah. I think it's pronounced differently than that. Theodred. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, and then oh, all the hobbits are going off to the go meet that spider lady, and yeah, the movie just ends. Like, yeah, it just turns it just off. Turns off. <laughs> yeah. Um. So final thoughts, closing. Yeah. Statements. So I told you before we watched this that when we saw the theater, I remember it being my favorite movie of the tr- trilogy. I love the first movie, but I loved this one so much. It had more action, had more crazy stuff like ints and whatever. Um, and just the story was, you know the characters pretty well now, right? So we're not having to establish them. And now you can get to the part where you can just enjoy spending time with your friends. Yes. And um, I only saw the third movie once, so maybe when I watch it again, I'll love it even more. But I remember when I saw it, I was we saw the midnight screening. It's you know These movies are three hours long. And I, I was fading fast um, yeah. during that movie. Yeah. And also, I think... I might have had like a couple of beers because I was in film school, I believe, when it came out. And um, maybe, see what alcohol does to you, Dad. Maybe that made me sleepy. No, no, it wasn't because I didn't go to film school in two thousand four. So it was two thousand three when that came out. So no, I must. I maybe I just ate a bunch of food. Maybe I was just tired. You know, who knows? But I was that, falling. Why asleep are we talking about the next movie and not talking about the movie I'm right now? I'm trying to ask you for your closing statement. I was saying my point is that that's the reason I thought that this. I movie was my favorite and I told you that going into it and I would say it until we watch the next movie I stand with that by that conclusion I really really enjoyed this movie I was super annoyed that we had to watch it in two different parts because you couldn't make it through one movie uh you I could have watched it in one part but you had already made us a deal so uh but yeah I loved it I loved it loved it loved it this might be one of my favorite movies ever made Really? This movie was so fun, so cool. Everything about it was so well done and beautiful. Wonderful. Like, there's always something intense happening, and everything was so unique and fun, even though some of it was kind of over the top, like how they upgraded their ladders and then all of a sudden had uh, grappling hook ballistas and bombs (laughs) and flying Nazgul. I feel like everything was amazing, and also I think like those ends really just gave it like ten points. And do you feel like out now, of 10. now you're a little more used? Do you think part of it might be that you're also more used to the world and the lore? You know what I mean. So it feels like you're fully inside of this fantasy world. Probably, like maybe if I went back and watched the first movie again, I'd like it more. But yeah. this movie was just so good. And so, as far as the kind of going back to what we discussed last time, the kind of archetypes that we have in this that the Lord of the Rings really started that you see in Dungeons and Dragons and whatever and the biggest thing being kind of comparing it to a Dungeons and Dragons campaign again how did you feel like they did as far as the epic the scope of like do you feel like you went on this a journey from here to there you know what I mean this 
like you think about where Frodo well, and Samwise started at the beginning of this movie to what all the stuff happened. You know what I mean? Do you feel like that like was a the series movie? of the movie? Just in this movie, in this movie, think about like, did, did you feel like the scope was there when you think about the journey that each of these three groups of characters went through from where they started to the end? Yes. That you don't can't do a one one word answer. Why, Solomon? I'm going to kill you. We're trying to wrap this thing up. Yeah, I was trying to wrap it up, and I wrapped you up. <laughs> I was done. What I tied a bow on top? Okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, yes, I felt like there was like there was you. There was a very clear, like even though the movie didn't, you know, it just kind of just cuts off. There's a very clear starting and ending point. Um, so you can see the progression through each of the characters' own story. Um, the ants have their battle, and then there's the big Helm's Deep battle, and then there's the, from the... But think about where we went when you first see, when you start off with, 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 like, let's just say Aragorn and them. Okay. When you first start off, they're just tracking the orcs to find the other people. Yeah. Along doing that, they end up running into Rohan. They end up fighting the wargs. They end up meeting a king who's, like, been possessed. Yes. They end up doing all these things. There's a huge amount of deep storytelling deep. that gets them. Oh, God. You know what? I'm done, guys. We're just going to let this one peter out. Perfect ending for a review of, uh, a discussion of two towers. We're just going to turn this one off right in the middle. So cut it, cut it on off. Cut it on off. So until next time. Yep. Goodbye. Directed by Peter Jackson. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.